Welcome to episode 221 of the Truth Quest podcast. The truth about October 2022, the month Elon Musk became the most hunted man in America. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and see discussions going on about Ben Bernanke, the Federal Reserve, fossil fuels, the FBI, digital currency, or the COVID vaccine, please take a minute and share the TruthQuest podcast with your friend. Tell them to browse the episode titles and dive into whatever topics pique their interest. Episodes are available on a host of platforms including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, BitChute, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Oh, and I also recently jumped on Telegram. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment and give it a five-star rating, hit the like button, leave a positive review, or better yet, subscribe to the podcast. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Sure, the U.S. national debt passed $31 trillion for the first time in history. And sure, PayPal walked back a shocking new policy announcement that the company would fine users by withdrawing $2,500 from their accounts if they spread misinformation. The company, which routinely deplatforms organizations and individuals over their political views, said that the $2,500 policy was issued in error. And sure, we saw England's National Health Service abandon their previous endorsement of gender-affirming model of care for gender dysphoric youths in favor of a more cautious approach, which includes psychotherapy. And sure, early voting in this year's election outpaced other normal midterm elections, leaving prominent Democrats undeterred in their claims of racism and voter suppression in regards to election integrity efforts that make it easier to vote but harder to cheat. And sure, OPEC told resident Biden to stick his request for more oil exports up his ass since he personally is causing the shortage. Sure, we started seeing some of the discovery coming out of the lawsuits filed by attorneys general of Missouri and Louisiana who are suing the federal government over their First Amendment violations as they colluded with big tech to censor dissent. More on that story coming up. As a matter of fact, I think I may do the next episode completely dedicated to that topic, so stay tuned for that. And sure, we found out that there is a diesel shortage about to hit the southeastern United States, and Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked by a nudist illegal immigrant from Canada. But the biggest story of the month of October 2022 was that Elon Musk became the most hunted man in America. Why, you ask? Because he dared to provide a free speech platform where the United States government can no longer censor dissent. The federal government immediately opened up at least three investigations into the man and his businesses. He is now the most hunted man in America for daring to defy the totalitarian's censorship machine. Mark my words, over the next two years, every one of his businesses will be harassed by the federal government and some state governments. He's going to get the Trump treatment by the corrupt deep state. During the month, we saw a video of Musk entering Twitter headquarters carrying a sink. He later tweeted, let that sink in. He also changed his social network bio to Chief Twit. 
His first order of business was to fire the top three executives, and he restricted access to the censorship controls from several hundred people to around 15. Then he froze the big tech company software code, preventing Twitter's engineers from making further changes, and ordered his own Tesla engineers to review the code and report back to him. He then hinted at massive layoffs of the highly bloated company. Musk explained, quote, the reason I acquired Twitter is because it is important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence, end quote. This is going to be interesting as the full force of the corrupt arm of the federal law enforcement is now going to descend on a man who gave the world an important online payment system, electric vehicles worth driving, and NASA-like capabilities, and now free speech. No good deed goes unpunished. As you likely know, President Biden has restricted drilling on federal lands and waters in the United States since he took office, thus killing off 25% of the country's oil production and killing our energy independence status gained under President Trump, and causing the price of gas and diesel to skyrocket along with everything else, after the Federal Reserve increased money supply under his guidance by 38% in less than two years, on top of Trump's 25% increase. What is the solution to the self-imposed oil and gas shortfall? Well, our brain-damaged commander-in-chief went begging Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Venezuela to export more oil to the United States. Can you imagine if Trump did that? Go begging the Saudis who were responsible for the 9-11 attacks? The Iranians whose leaders we are told are some of the worst people on the planet? And Venezuela, a country run by a full-fledged dictator? that has completely destroyed the country that, what, 30 years ago was the most prosperous in South America? The Saudis actually lectured the resident about how to increase United States refining capacity. It was such an embarrassment. To make matters worse, the Biden administration urged Saudi Arabia to delay cutting oil production by one month, putting it behind the midterm elections. In other words, or using the words of the National Democrats and the Alphabet Soup Conspiracy Media, if Trump had done such a thing, Biden colluded with a foreign government to interfere with an election. It's a threat to democracy. It's actually an impeachable offense, too. The Saudi government rejected the collusion invitation. According to Senator Chuck Grassley, FBI whistleblowers revealed that the Bureau has, quote, voluminous evidence of possible criminal conduct by resident Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Quote, based on recent protected disclosures to my office, the FBI has within its possession significant, impactful, and voluminous evidence with respect to potential criminal conduct by Hunter Biden and James Biden. This in a letter he wrote to FBI Director Christopher Wray and other officials on October 13th. The evidence of possible criminal activity includes a summary of an interview FBI agents had conducted with Tony Bobolinsky, Hunter Biden's one-time business partner, shortly before the 2020 presidential election. Now keep in mind, Bobolinsky came forward in October 2020, right before the election. He held a press conference and appeared on a number of conservative news outlets telling his story and outlining his relationship with and knowledge of the Biden crime family. In that interview, Mr. Bobolinsky stated that the arrangement Hunter Biden and James Biden created with foreign nationals connected to the Chinese communist government included in assisting them with potential business deals and investments with Joe Biden while Joe Biden was vice president. 
However, that work remained intentionally uncompensated for while Biden was VP. After Biden left the vice presidency, the summary makes clear that Hunter and James worked with the CEFC, a communist government-run energy company, and affiliated individuals to compensate them for their past work and the benefits they procured for the CEFC. During an interview with Fox News' Tucker Carlson, Bobolinsky again asserted that he believes President Biden was well aware of his son's business dealings and likely profited via an influence-peddling scheme. Bobolinsky alleged that the FBI never contacted him after he went to the Bureau with information about Hunter's deals. Of course they didn't. They're operating the dual justice system, one for well-connected Democrats and one for everybody else. The system is rigged. Check out the last episode, episode 220, The Truth About Hypocrisy and Hierarchy, and episode 118, The Truth About the Biden Crime Family, for details on both of those. If that wasn't enough, more evidence of more illegalities at the Federal Bureau of Intimidation continued to pour out during the month. According to a new court filing, we now know the identity of the FBI team that was in communication with Facebook encouraging the social media company to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. Oh well, no big deal. Mission accomplished. Trump lost and Biden won. The ends justify the means, even if that means violating the law and the Constitution. Check out episode 218, The Truth About the Federal Bureau of Intimidation, for a deep dive into that topic. Speaking of the FBI, they were so busy censoring conservatives and non-liberal social media posters that they had no time to investigate the numerous firebombings of pregnancy crisis centers all over the country. It's part of the dual justice system we discussed. Left-wing violence is A-OK with the DOJ. Of course, we still had plenty of COVID news from the month of October. Here's a sample of dozens of headlines that I posted on my Facebook page each month, demonstrating to my Facebook friends just how pervasive the COVID cover-up is with the alphabet soup conspiracy media. Did the COVID unvaccinated fare better or worse than the vaccinated? The results are in. Spike protein from infection and vaccines contributing to autoimmune diseases, studies suggest. Sweden stops recommending COVID-19 vaccines for children. Fifth COVID shot recommended without safety and efficacy data. An estimated 30,000 Americans were killed by ventilators and lyotrogenesis in April 2020. Kaiser Permanente paper admits that the COVID vaccine makes you more likely to be infected after 150 days. Doctors warn that Pfizer's Praxlovid can interact with common medications. Pandemic of the vaccinated. New data from Walgreens reveals vaccinated people are more likely to test positive. And finally, 50% increase in miscarriages, 50% decrease in fertility after COVID vax. Here is a question I posted on social media last month. When will we begin to see the flood of class action lawsuits against employers and universities that require their employees or students to get the COVID-19 vaccine, which resulted in death or long-term adverse effects? I also asked the question, when will we begin to see the flood of individual lawsuits against primary care physicians who recommended that their patients get the COVID-19 vaccine despite the fact that there were no longitudinal clinical trials by which they could base the recommendations on? A top Pfizer executive admitted to European lawmakers that the pharmaceutical giant never tested his COVID shot to see if it stopped COVID transmission. 
The revelation represents a massive scandal, both for Pfizer and for Democratic governors in the Biden administration who imposed draconian punishments on the unvaccinated by using the baseless claim that their lack of cooperation was causing higher infection rates. On top of that, this admission likely proves that Pfizer and other drug companies are accessories to the deaths of thousands of elderly people who had family members take the vaccine in order so they could go visit them, thinking it stopped the spread only to carry the virus and cause them to get sick and die. A member of European Parliament, Rob Rose, asked Pfizer's Janine Small, president of International Developed Markets, quote, was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? She responded, did we know about stopping immunization before it entered the market? No, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. The speed of science? Don't you find that an interesting choice of words? When you think of science, do you think of it as expeditious or do you think of it as slow and deliberate? Right, it's the latter. It's slow and deliberate by design, in order to avoid making mistakes and in order for others to examine your work, your experiment results, to credibly challenge you to avoid what we got with the COVID vaccine. Hundreds of thousands of maimed people and tens of thousands of dead. What grade do you learn the scientific method in anyways? Fourth? Hypothesis? Experiment and test? Results? Conclusion? With COVID, we had a hypothesis, we had no experimentation and tests, we are now getting results, and the conclusion is in. It's a horrific failure at the expense of millions. Continuing the COVID news from October, the New York Supreme Court issued what was considered a shocking ruling when they reinstated all government employees fired for refusing to take the COVID-19 shot, and they ordered back pay to be paid. The court said that the New York City government violated the rights of government employees. The court noted in its ruling, quote, being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19, end quote. I can't wait to see if the FBI and the Biden administration will try to cancel the New York Supreme Court for telling the truth, because you certainly could not say that six or eight months ago without being canceled or shouted down as a denier. I saved the sickest and most evil COVID story for last. The CDC voted to include the COVID-19 vaccine on the 2022 Child and Adolescent Immunization Schedule. You know, right alongside highly tested and well-known vaccines such as measles, mumps, rubella, hepatitis, tetanus, and rotavirus. Why would they want to add an experimental vaccine on a list of vaccinations that many schools will blindly require for admission, especially when you consider that COVID is rarely harmful to children or anyone under 60 years old for that matter. But the vaccine has proved to be extremely dangerous, causing deaths and a wide variety of serious health problems, including heart attacks in children and young adults, and including perfectly healthy professional athletes. The answer is because these people are evil. If you can think of another reason, please provide it in the comment section on whatever platform you are listening to this on. File this under no shit, Sherlock. According to a poll by Heart Research Associates and Public Opinion Strategies for NBC, 71% of voters said the United States is headed in the wrong direction. Only 20% say it's on the right track. Pollsters noted that it is the sixth out of seventh of such polls where the wrong track answer has been higher than 70%. 
Meanwhile, President Joe Biden's approval rating is less than 50% on every single one of the top 10 issues Americans care most about, like open borders or fentanyl overdoses or the economy or inflation. Early in the month, Russian President Vladimir Putin signed a decree to annex four Ukrainian territories into the Russian Federation. The idea being if anything happens in those regions, Putin will consider it an attack on Russia itself. A few days later, Russia launched a wave of airstrikes against Kiev and various other Ukrainian cities in retaliation for a massive bombing that severely damaged a key bridge connecting Crimea with mainland Russia. Here's a quote from one security commentator. The destruction of the Kerch Bridge is going to have massive implications for Russian logistics. There is now only one railway supplying Russian forces in the west, and it's just 34 kilometers from Ukrainian lines. Ukrainian officials taunted Vladimir Putin over what he condemned as a terrorist attack on civilian infrastructure, but they stopped short of taking credit. Meanwhile, back in the United States, the Uniparty is pushing Putin into a nuclear war by continuing to send money, munitions, and weapons to Ukraine. And of course, there are no calls for peace negotiations. Am I the only one who finds that strange? Why isn't the UN or Congress or someone demanding peace talks? Republican Senator Lindsey, I never saw an armed conflict that your sons and daughters should die in that I didn't like, Graham, targeted Elon Musk over one of his tweets urging a de-escalation of the war. The senator warned Musk that senators could take away Tesla's tax breaks. Wow, he really likes this war, huh? During the month of October, President Biden said the economy is, quote, strong as hell. And of course, he told us again and again, we're not in a recession. Do any of you believe the pathological liar, Joe? Do you believe anything the guy says? We are in the midst of the worst inflation crisis in decades. The housing market has started to collapse. We've got existing home sales just fell to a 10-year low. U.S. home builder sentiment has declined for 10 straight months. 60,000 real estate deals were called off in the month of September. Mortgage demand has plunged to the lowest levels in 25 years as mortgage rates hit a 20-year high. Ian Shepardson, the chief economist at Pathion Macroeconomics, is projecting that home prices could fall another 20% over the next year. Oh, and rents continued increasing, of course, because no one can afford to buy a house. Here are a few more economic headlines from the month. Some of America's largest companies begin layoffs. U.S. diesel inventories have fallen to the lowest level since 2008. Two-thirds of Americans believe the economic conditions are getting worse. The second largest auto lender in the United States just announced that it saw charge-offs for retail auto loans quadruple in the third quarter. Cargo traffic at the Port of Los Angeles just declined to the lowest level that has been seen since the early days of the pandemic. Major retailers such as Walmart and Target have been canceling billions of dollars in orders as they seek to cut back inventory levels. Year-over-year CPI consumer price index increased by 8.2%, and the producer price index increased 8.5%. Shadow stats demonstrates that CPI is closer to 17%, which will surprise no one who chops for groceries. A recent personal capital survey found that a quarter of Americans are planning to skip Thanksgiving this year to save money, while one in five doubted they would have enough money to cover the cost of Thanksgiving this year. A third of the respondents said that 
they expect 2022 Thanksgiving dinner to be smaller than usual, while 45% said that they were financially stressed by the upcoming holiday. That's the America that the doomsday cult, formerly known as the Democratic Party, wants for us. The White House celebrated the increase in Social Security payments with a tweet that celebrated an increase, quote, under the leadership of the president. Twitter, believe it or not, fact-checked the post, adding a banner with context, explaining that a cost of living increase was signed into law by President Nixon, tying the Social Security payments to increases in inflation. That's not leadership, Mr. President. Unless, of course, you define leadership as increasing the money supply by 38% in under two years, which has led to inflation at a 40-year high. How to fix the problem? Well, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said the only way out of this inflationary spiral, which is the direct cause of what he did under both Trump and Biden, is to make the American people poor and crash the economy. The idea being that with people out of work and no spending on homes, all that money he printed will stop circulating in the economy and prices will slowly start to fall as demand subsides. He's starting with the housing market because it drives so much of the consumption. And as I mentioned, he's slowly trickling into the jobs market as massive layoffs start coming. Never forget that he, the Federal Reserve, caused this problem and you will suffer in order to fix the problem that he created. Speaking of inflation, Stacey Abrams, the woman who to this day claims she is the rightful governor of Georgia because she was cheated out of the election in 2016, who is again running for the office with the resume of a college freshman, claimed on MSNBC that access to abortion was a solution to the country's high inflation. She said, quote, Having children is why you're worried about the price of gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. Florida Senator Rick Scott called her remarks outrageous and barbaric. I call them evil, demonic, and the words of a mentally ill person. Speaking of abortion, the left-leaning site 538 claimed that at least 10,000 fewer abortions occurred in the United States since the overturning of Roe v. Wade in June. The new site stated, quote, if these trends persist, there could be at least 60,000 fewer abortions in the next year as a result of the Dobbs decision. Reason to celebrate, I can truly say, thank God. File this under head scratcher. The percentage of people who have no trust in journalism outpaced those who have a great deal or a fair amount for the first time. According to the survey, 70% of Democrats have a great deal or fair amount of confidence in the media. Just 14% of Republicans and 27% of independents held the same view. I can't imagine why, since they've lied about or ignored every significant story in decades. But it wasn't until they ruthlessly badgered and framed Donald Trump for Russia collusion, blacklisted evidence of the Biden crime family, ignored massive voter fraud in 2020, and allowed and cheerleaded Big Pharma to kill and maim hundreds of thousands of people with an experimental vaccine that the people finally woke up. Now you know why I call them the alphabet soup conspiracy media. 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard announced during the month that she is leaving the Democratic Party, saying, quote, I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoke anti-white racism, 
actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms, are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, demonize the police, and protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, believe in open borders, weaponize the national security state to go after political opponents, and above all, dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. She goes on, I believe in a government that is by and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government of, by, and for the powerful elite. I'm calling on my fellow common-sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, I invite you to join me, end quote. Now look, I'm no fan of the National Republican Party, especially those in leadership, McConnell, McCarthy, Thune, Scalise, Blunt. The best I can say about those SOBs is at least they are not advocates for stoking racial animosity, undermining God-given freedoms, defunding the police, and destroying the economy and the country. However, the Uniparty is alive and well on the topics of open borders, warmongering in general, and war with Russia specifically, and the weaponization of the national security state against political opponents. Regarding that last point, the only difference is leaders of the GOP consider MAGA their political opponents, and and assholes like Kevin McCarthy want big tech to censor them, too. you got to pick your poison here. As I mentioned briefly in my economic news roundup, the United States, specifically the southeastern part of the country, is suffering from a diesel fuel shortage. Data provided by the Energy Information Administration shows that diesel stockpiles are at their lowest levels for October in records that date back to 2008. You know what that means, right? Diesel is used by freight trains and long-haul truckers to transport goods, foods, medicine. Just understand that the Biden administration is purposely limiting drilling on federal lands and waters, which is 25% of the U.S. production. And then you see Biden blaming oil companies for not increasing production. This is done on purpose. Florida Surgeon General Joseph Latipo, an MD and PhD, said in a statement that the state now recommends against giving men ages 18 to 39 the COVID shot, citing a heightened risk of cardiac-related death. He said on Twitter, Florida will not be silent on the subject. Twitter immediately restricted his account, but it was reinstated two days later after widespread backlash. This is probably one of the smartest people you'll ever come across. He's a double doctor, an MD and a PhD. How many of those do you know? Yet cancel culture just couldn't help themselves. Hell, they've already canceled some of the world's top virologists and top doctors who didn't worship the COVID vaccine. Why not the Surgeon General of Florida? And the final story of the month, the American Medical Association wrote a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland calling for the Justice Department to, quote, investigate the organizations, individuals, and entities that are provoking outrage at medical personnel who perform radical gender surgeries on minors. This is how the left rolls these days, folks. The National School Board Association did the same thing last year when parents started showing up at school board meetings in order to put an end to the race-baiting critical race theory curriculum. Check out episode 150 for a deep dive into that topic. These leftist organizations are just like their leftist counterparts in the government. They cannot defend their policy prescriptions in the court of public opinion or in the arena of ideas, so they run to the government to help them silence dissent. They're pathetic. And that's the truth about October 2022, the month Elon Musk became the most hunted man in America. Please do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.